change things forever. Then why do you want to kill me? <laughs> I don't, don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, 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 you, you complete me. You're garbage, you kills for money. Don't talk like one of them, you're not. Even if you'd like to be. To them, you're just a freak. Like me. They need you right now. But when they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. See, their morals, their code, it's a bad joke. When you're dropped at the first sign of trouble, they're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to, you know the name of the show, you know who we are. First and foremost, uh, shout out to New Zealand. I don't know if that's really a shout out thing. I want to say, you know, thoughts and prayers, but you know, it's more of a condolences at this point. They act like gun violence is only in America when it's everywhere and a lot of Americans started, but that's neither here nor there. Well, that's the, Willie, sec- that's the second time that happened in Australia. Willie Tarantino. Mm, mm, I do say nigga a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga Tarantino don't be giving a damn. I read an article uh, with Samuel L. Jackson and Tarantino. They were talking about like, so how does he just get y'all to say nigga like that? I didn't get too deep into it. I just found it funny. I was like, this is a good question. Because motherfuckers say it comfortably around, and, and on that set. It's like, it don't even be necessary. No. Tarantino gonna Tarantino. I mean, that's just calling card. Yeah. Hey, I, I get by with telling these niggas nigga, and they don't catch me. Literally, he writes it in there, like <laughs> it's in the script. N word. Yeah, he just says N I G G. Oh, man. But yeah, man. Like you said, condolences, thoughts, and prayers, man. Um, I just think it was kind of funny how you know. I think I was going to bed. I think I went to bed about ten fifteen. Thursday night, I don't know what time it is in New Zealand at that time, but that's the time it happened. It was ten fifteen our time Thursday when when it actually happened because I saw it was already like slightly trending, and then uh, by the time I woke up in the morning, it was full fledged. You know, SJWs were at it, blaming Trump, blaming PewDiePie, blaming Candace Owen, just doing the typical blue check shit. Yeah, because. The reach is all the way in Australia. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I even seen uh, AOC get out there and talk about uh, thoughts and prayers as a is a NRA moniker or some shit. She was saying, "I'm like, dude, don't don't uh, don't no don't politicize this. Like, just not only don't politicize this. Wasn't AOC at South by Southwest anyways? Yeah, she was last week with a uh, Bill Nye. Bill Nye the science. Bill guy. Nye's getting out of pocket lately. Have you noticed that? He's he's operative. I don't want to make this show about that today. Okay. Move 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 forward then. Press on. <laughs> I mean, I want to have a fun episode. Um but it's hard because every time I just like look up 
it's some stupid shit happening. Um, and I, I really just feel like, how do I say this? I keep asking America, are they okay? And we know the answer to that already. I mean, I don't know, man. What you want to talk about, man? We'll make it fun. Let's let's keep the spirits high, cause I just feel like they're. I'm not gonna get it from this morally corrupt America. So, I just I, I, I'm not gonna be able to do it. So, what you got? What you, what you do when Instagram went down, bro? Bro, what I when Instagram went down, um, I went over to Twitter like everybody else. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> when you know when in, when you're back pocket and, and checked everything out on Twitter, but mm-hmm. I really just put my phone down. Yeah. I was like, okay. But you're, my you're Instagram down. really went down though. Yours it, didn't? No, like it was like, I mean, it was like stalling, but like I, I kept seeing, like I kept, kept seeing people post stuff. See, I couldn't post anything into the story. I couldn't see anything on the feed or, or I could see on the feed, but I couldn't see on the activity It was page. funny because when, on yours, it kept showing you had a new story, but it was the same one every time. Yeah. So. Cause it, it just, it was like uploading, uploading. So kinda. I guess mine did go down, but I really wasn't even really paying attention. Cause like you said, I mean, I just you know, looked at some snaps and looked at some. Some Twitter stuff. You yeah, know. You, 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 there's just, enough social media to go around. Yeah, you know, you was, just you just spreading it out a little bit. But even with that, I've I've noticed that I'm going to Instagram less and less and less these days. Like, I can only look at Insta hoes so many times. Yeah. I can only look at and, and watching those I, watching the highlight pages is like okay. I've seen this. I feel like I'm just watching ESPN all day because yeah. y'all y'all putting out the same highlights. Like, I mean, when that was when the when the free agency and the NFL started, that was big because you could see you know trade moves and everything. But aside from that, it was kind of like, I mean, I follow Adam Schefter on Twitter, so if it ain't come from Adam Schefter, it didn't happen in my opinion. Gotcha, so gotcha. like, what the Cowboys cool. doing, bro? <sighs> Thought we was gonna have a, a <laughs> different kind of episode. <laughs> that, that was the wrong way to go. It was wrong way to go. All right, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave Dallas fans alone, man. Um, honestly, I think you know. I really don't remember exactly what I did, but I do remember you know seeing people on Twitter like just a lot of the you know a lot of the you know the blue checks that were you know they were like I seen a couple people like uh, Instagram down, and I actually you know had a chance to socialize, and like people were like y'all weird. I'm like, huh? What? Like I'm confused. I'm like. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, so you literally like people are like actually admitting that they don't socialize with people just because of social media, because of social media. Like, I'm confused. Like, I don't think there's something to be proud of because, I mean, when you look at being antisocial from a um, from a psychological standpoint, like being antisocial is not a healthy thing. Whenever I'm antisocial, I'm antisocial on purpose. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on this elevator with these strangers. You pick up my phone. Of course, you know, you I don't. I, I see this homeless person finna ask me for some money. We pick up my phone. I ain't, I ain't got no money to give to you. Gotcha, I don't, gotcha. I don't want the awkwardness. Or you know, I'm walking. I got a long way to walk, and instead of making awkward eye contact with random people and having yeah. to give them the 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 head nod that I'm a non-threatening black guy, I'm yeah, just giving my phone. Yeah, I actually had an experiment experience with that the other day when I was walking to the gym. Like people I see on the regular, like when I'm walking in, they're walking out in the morning. You know, you know, I just sometimes I say good morning, and I could tell some people it throws them off. Just based off the fact that you, usually people have their heads buried in their phone, and um, I just I thought that I thought that was weird. It I thought it was weird to the point I had to put that poll up. You saw the latest poll I put up, right? Yeah. Where it talked about um, suicide and depression. Um, I understand that social media is a part of our you know everyday 
dynamic now in society. So I kind of feel like when people are like saying shit like, oh, I finally got to socialize with people in the human form, you know, I'm like, okay, it's, it's funny, you know, I guess. But I'm like, you know, in reality, um, I kind of feel like with people's willingness and people's knowledge of social media, I just, I, at that point, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, I'm reading this article about suicide and depression, and I actually appreciate the feedback I got back. I thought the, I thought it was going to be ignored because it was so wordy. Um, it basically uh, said, depression and suicidal thoughts have doubled in young Americans. Study. Um, and my question, I mean, in the, in the bottom it said, the percentage of young Americans with mental health disorders has, has more than doubled over the past decade, according to a new study from the American Psychological Association. Likely triggers cell phones and social media. I'm really getting tired of people blaming things solely on cell phones and social media just based off the fact that I feel like a lot of people do handle their social medias responsibly. You know, like people, people are dumb. People, if you're dumb, you're dumb. So you're going to, you're going to, if you're a dumb person, you're going to do dumb shit on social media. But for the most part, I think all of us navigate our social medias in a way that I would say at least 70% of us are staying out of trouble with it. I don't know anybody personally that gets themselves in a heap of trouble over social media, and and see, and that's that's that's, us, that's coming from two people in their thirties. Yes, you know, I, I'd imagine that people around thirteen, you know, where their social media is a lot more clicked up, where it's all your people from school and, and yeah, exactly. Like remember, my son. Remember like my when son. We, yeah, when we were coming up, you know, we'd go you. You get on AOL Messenger, Yahoo Messenger, you talk to the same people you just talked to at school all day. And it wasn't detrimental to your mental health to the point where you wanted to commit suicide. Exactly. And 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 granted, there are more, I guess, variables in today's society that that messes with the, with the person's mind, you know, because you can die in so, on social media and die in real life. Exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. but but like like you said, I don't I don't see people having that that issue because hey, we just log the fuck off. You know, I think go, I think we've gone through to that point now. I'm gonna delete my account for a little bit. I'm, I'm gonna take some me time, which you know that's another thing. But I mean, troll, troll. I think Twitter is troll heaven. Twitter is troll heaven. And I think with some of the shit, I, the some of the trolls I've seen on Twitter, I feel like you're on social media. You literally have trolls tell you to go kill yourself. I don't really think that that's necessarily a trigger. That's why I had to pose the question I posed. To me, coming on the social media is you taking off your bulletproof vest. Most people you're, sit you're, there. You're out there. You take that. You take your vest off. You out there ready to get shot. If you don't want to get shot, you might want to stay off. True, but I think most people have their social medias. How do I say? Um, they vet their social medias to the point where the trolls are eliminated, and also they're kind of used to the fuck shit. Like, I imagine LeBron James is used to the fuck shit. I imagine Jesse Smollett still gets on social media just to browse and he's seeing fuck shit. You know, Beyonce, I don't know when she posts shit, but I'm pretty sure she sees fuck shit. And I just don't think... Yeah, I know, they probably ain't fucking with Beyonce. They ain't fucking with the queen. Yeah. They ain't no fuck shit her way. So long story short, I just don't think it's a viable excuse anymore. Don't get me wrong, it probably affects some people, but I think my question, although my question got interesting responses I asked what other triggers do you think play a big part in this crisis and my two my two answers were number one young Americans turn into prescription pills to cope and number two unsupportive parents and peers I forgot what you chose uh 
that's that's because at first I thought it was just parents. Now that you read it again, I actually forgot what I chose. Too. Oh, you didn't see peers? Yeah, because I it thought was it was just wordy. parents. It was wordy. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was just parents because like if you if you're getting this um, glorification from your peers, you probably don't even care if it comes from your parents anymore. Straight up. And- you know, yeah, you like, know? like, like, I don't, I don't care what you know. If my parents holding me down, you know, my peers are, and that's that's just where we're at. Because I know when I was coming up, you know, it was a lot more about what our parents thought because you know we didn't have ourselves. We but didn't peer have peer pressure world. did exist. Peer pressure did exist. True. Like I remember, it was like seventh grade when text messaging really just started ringing off. So you know, we didn't even have smartphones. My phone still flipped. You yep. really didn't get on the internet unless you were trying to get ringtones or something. Mm-hmm. I had the Captain Marvel type pager. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had a pager. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You're old as shit. I am. <laughs> I had one for about, I want to say about eight months until I, you know, I had a little job and I finally got a cell phone. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I really had one, but I had one. I remember texting stupid shit like 304. We were, we were childish. And I was one. We were childish. But I had a pager though. I was going to say you were using it for some other reason, but I won't have to bleep I was using it for that reason, too. I don't want to have to bleep anything <laughs> out this episode. We're, gonna, we're actually going to get to that net in this episode. <laughs> I, I was using it for that, too. But, um, no, continue saying what you were saying. You, you said, you know. But, you, you know, we didn't have the world at our hand. So, you know, we got, we got our peers' acceptance verbally. We got their disagreements, their disapprovals verbally. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if it was an athletic event, our parents showing up, you know, showed us that they really cared about what was going on with us. Mm-hmm. Now that I can get approval from peers that are my age from around the globe. Around the globe, definitely. Do I really care as much what my parents think? That makes sense. No, I don't think so. I think I think I um I think put it like this. Those two questions to me, those two um selections, I mean obviously there are a mass amount of reasons, but let's just be honest. Like both of those things are, are likely triggers. Um uh, Remy actually hit me up and was like, I mean, I think those two go hand in hand. And um, I want to say even pineapple said the same thing, and it's like more. It's a lot of times the the unsupportive parents push you to the prescription pills, which in turn kill you. You know, and have you out here on gazebos? <laughs> them goddamn gazebos, man! I'll never forget that shit. He was hot too, but <laughs> he was mad. But uh. He, uh, it was easy for me to choose those triggers because the other day I went to my mom's house and my mom was like, you know, she, you know, he looked at me like, Hey man, you ever heard of Skid Row? And I laughed. I was like, yeah, you know, she, you know, come on, my mom in Nigeria. She's kind of yellow. Okay. Okay. Uh, kind of gray in my bed. Uh, and you know, she was like, you ever heard of Skid Row? I was like, yeah. You know, I said, what did you learn about it? She was like, man, I, I never knew. It was just so many homeless people, you know, hanging out in front of a, a Walmart. And she's like, it's so close to Orange County. And I looked at her. I was like, yeah, it's crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I was like, do you know why that is? I said, what, what else did you learn? She was like, that's pretty much it. They just, you know, they just pretty much was just interviewing the homeless people. And I was like, before she said anything, I said, did you know that in the past 15, 20 years that the government has been sweeping under the rug um, this insurance scam? Where insurance companies are targeting rich families with kids that have mental issues or have addictions. So what these insurance companies and clinics are doing, these rehab facilities are doing, they're reaching out and they're targeting these rich families. And they're telling the rich families, hey, hey, you know, we'll fly your kid out here 
and we'll get them rehabilitated in no time. You know, as long as your insurance is clicking, as long as the money's coming, we got you. What they do is they'll send a voucher out to this kid, right? That's that's a drug addict. And when they send the voucher out, no, they, when they send the voucher out to this kid, um, the voucher, I want to say it's it's, it's 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 you can redeem it for cash. So what happens is when the drug addict goes from Florida to this California clinic, the first night he gets there, he has to check into a hotel because, you know, a lot of times they'll, you know, they'll check in at funny times of the day and they may have like two days before they actually have their check-in. So I'm emphasizing drug addict goes to hotel when he Under goes no to supervision. <laughs> My nigga. Where but drug dealers are. Dog, when I say they said about 60 to 70% of them wouldn't even show up to the rehab. And next thing you know, parents are looking for their kids. Don't have no don't have no clue where their kids are. Their kids get lost in the street. Kids get lost on Skid Row. Also, some of the kids do make it to rehab after they get their last fix. Because you've seen House on Hunting. Yeah, hunting. people want to yeah. go into rehab high. Exactly. I watched another movie on Netflix with, um, what was it? Was it James Franco? It was one of the Franco kids. Uh-huh. Where he he was on his way to rehab, but he's like, I well, he's like, I need another fix. Like he couldn't even function. Damn. I forget With what Franco? the name was. It was it was a Franco. It was uh, Yeah, I wish you'd tell me the name of that one. <sighs> the, um, it, it, I think it's the younger one. It, it's yeah, the it's one, definitely the you younger one. Known, I just yeah. don't know who which one is which. No, oh, okay. James is the older one. Okay, it was the younger yeah. one. What's the young one's name? Damn, I keep forgetting his name. See, I don't know either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. actually a solid movie though. Because it was his sister, she was like trying to take care of him and and everything, and she had went to pick him up and picked his daughter up, and she was trying to drop him off at rehab, and they was like, "Look, we ain't got no space. You got to take him to this rehab." And the whole time they're like throwing a birthday party for her, I believe, and she's out here running, being her brother's keeper. Talk talk a little bit. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah, but say because his catalog is not that big, as far as serious dramas go. He got a lot of comedies under his belt, but um. Yeah, so so some of these kids, they'll actually make it to the rehab. I think the most fucked up part about this scheme or scam is that a lot of times insurance runs out and they can no longer fund the children. And what happens is that the, the, the rehab says, well, we're not going to fly you back out there. Call your parents. So what, are the, what does this ex-drug addict do or this, you know, close to schizo, schizophrenic person do? They go back into the streets wandering, looking for help. And they, you know, they kind of convinced themselves that they could make it in, make it in uh, California. Next thing you know, they on Skid Row. And my mama was telling me, she was like, a lot of people they were interviewing had mental health issues or drug, or drug, they had drug abuse, uh, they had drug addictions. And they, and they were basically saying that whenever we would, you know, go, go seek help, people would just turn their backs on us. That's why Skid Row was the way it is. I don't know if you mentioned it on the show before, but... They talked. Uh, I think they even talked about how San Francisco, pretty much like a portion of San Francisco, smells like shit. Oh yeah. Because it's you know, and like they said, homeless people just shit in the street. And they said, if you're not careful, the homeless people will throw shit at you. You know, and I'm like, that's fucking wild. Like that's like going through a zoo. But I look at that, and it's so easy for me to, you know, you look in that situation, and like Remy said, you know, sometimes I'll oh, go ahead. What's what's his name? Six balloons. David Franco. The movie. David Six, Franco, Six balloons. I never heard of Six Balloons. I didn't even know that was the name of the movie. But it's I on didn't. Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. That's his recommendation for the day, Six, six Balloons on Netflix. Okay. It actually understand? came out last year. And, and it's an hour and 15 minutes. You know, quick watch. Damn. Quick watch. Okay. Based on a true story? <laughs> Probably feel like one. You want me to give you a synopsis? Go ahead. 
Over the course of one night, a woman drives across Los Angeles with her brother who is addicted to heroin in search of detox centers. Oh, simple as that. Simple as that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, David, all right, yeah. all right. Six balloons. Check it out. I want, what does six balloons mean? I guess I have to... Yeah, check it out. It's probably a hidden message it's in probably, there. probably something to do with, yeah, with the thing, movie, hmm. her birthday, something. Yeah, but um, I bring... I mean, first of all, I said earlier, America is morally corrupt. It's more morally corrupt as fuck. And one thing that definitely made me laugh about social media this week was how everybody, you know, grandstands from a social standpoint. Like, everybody's always speaking hypothetically. And in your opinion, okay. if you knew that your, your child was a drug addict, they needed help, and you had money, would you go that route of probably sending them across the country or sending them wherever to get help? Okay, wherever, but across the country, that's something that it seems like it's too far out of my control. Uh-huh. Like, I understand that you can't control your child and, you know, they probably got out here on drugs without your control. Mm-hmm. But to know that my child has a problem, it's not in me to send them away. Okay, okay. Like, if I have, like, if I could send them to some place where they can get help. Closer. Closer, Obviously. definitely. Yes. You know, but I, and I know it's out of my realm to mm-hmm. help them because I think when, you're, when your child has addiction, you really can't help them because you can't. that's not your expertise. I told somebody that the other day. I told you that. I was telling you that there's a there's a time in your life when you might be dealing with somebody and you have to accept the fact that the help that, that they need is beyond your capability. Yeah. There are some people definitely. that you're going to come across in your life that literally need to seek therapy. They need to go sit in a chair. Some of them need to be strapped down. You know, that's just the reality of some of the people that we know. And you can't you can't love them through that. You can't. You it's, can't. it's only gonna be a band-aid that's covering something that needs stitches or staples. Like I, you, I, you I, can't I like you can't give put enough attention and affection into that person because they have to heal themselves. And a lot of times that's that could coddle them too. That could keep them that way. And I I'd like to believe that these parents that meet we look at we I'm, some people may look at that parent or those parents and say, Well, those are unsupportive parents. You know, they send them across the country to get help. But it's like, that almost sounds like desperate parents to me. And for the sake of this show, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to ask you questions about parenting. And even people that are listening, I've been hearing this a lot this week. Everybody is a product of a parent. So when the situation, when the conversation of parenting comes up, you have the right to voice an opinion. I'm telling people that listen to that. Like, people be like, oh, I'm not a parent and I don't know. You are the product of a parent. So guess what? You can speak on some aspects of parenting. It's just, it's the reality of it. Talk about how your mom parented. You know, talk about- Or, how your, or your grandma parented. Your gra- you know, or and, your foster parents, your adoptive parents, or whoever whoever took participation in raising you parented you. And you paid attention to it most likely unless you're just- It might, it to might the world. have been, been your other home, older homeboy off the block. Somebody you, you parented saw, you somehow. Yeah. And nobody, and I, I say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat myself again. None of us have- any idea what we're doing when we sit there with a child and we realize like, damn, I really got to do this shit. It's the same thing as being an adult. Exactly. Like like I wake up and it's like, damn, y'all let me do this on my own. Exactly. (laughs) I'm just out here. (laughs) Exactly, man. Like don't fret to speak up on parenting. If you see somebody doing something that you can relate to as far as you see a child being abused, you're not just going to turn your head and be like, "Uh, I'm going to mind my business because I'm not a parent. They might be abusing that child for a reason. Okay. But you yourself know if you've been through abuse before and you know that type of abuse is unacceptable, shit, do like these white people do and call somebody. 
Sometimes that's necessary. I hate to say it. Okay. And, and also with me saying that, people need to understand that whatever type of abuse that a child goes through, it is a it is like almost a 70% chance that as they get older, they're going to continue to be victims of that kind of, of abuse or they're going to be perpetrators of it. It's it's almost it's it's almost inevitable because to them that's how you treat that's how you treat. Give me an example because I know where you're going to go with it. Your question that you asked. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I was going to go. Go ahead. Because I, I put the poll up where it says I want someone who will stay with me no matter how hard I am to be with. That is abusive. And <laughs> and I, I said I'm not gonna lie. I set it up because I put the hard eyes after who wants who wants this kind of love. I put hard eyes after it. You know, it was a, it was a trap, and seventy percent of the people that that responded were like, "Yes, I want this kind of love," and I feel sorry for those people. Now let's break this down. Yeah, you want somebody that's gonna accept you being hard to be with. Yes, just accept you for quote unquote who you are. That is, you're a- the, you're this person that's hard to be with. Yes. You're not this person that's trying to be better, Mm-mm. that's trying to better yourself. You're just like, you know what? I got a bad attitude. I got a low temper. When I get in my feelings, I become very passive aggressive. I might snap on you. I might physically attack you. Mm-hmm. I might destroy your personal property, mm-hmm. but I still want you to want me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Why? And like I said, and like I, we talked about offline, I do those 70%, those 70% of those people that said that, I, I, I feel sorry for them because... I truly believe that they don't know what a healthy, loving relationship looks like. I also believe that, and once again, like I just said, it's a good chance that that's what they saw growing up. So they're willing to be victims of it or they're willing to be the the executors of that type of, you know, viciousness. Because that's how I see it. I see it as if you know that you are yourself purposely abusive and Everybody knows what effort looks like. I'm sorry. Everybody knows what effort looks like. Effort is going to therapy. You know what I'm saying? Effort is effort is drawing out a plan to say, you know, hey, babe, this is what I'm going to do to get better. My, mind you, Well is saying that effort is going to therapy when he said several times mm-hmm. that therapy isn't a cure-all. It's not. But. It's effort. It's effort. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. And remember, hopefully you come back to that supportive environment. Because I do believe that those kids that get sent off into these rehabs, when they come back, you think they, you think their parents just got needles laying around? You think their parents just finna? I'm just saying. They, their you, parents, see, you see, mom pops pop an oxy for breakfast, and you just like, mom pop pills. That's not a supportive environment. Then that in that in that part, dad that comes home have a drink every night. That's not an environment you want to be in. A supportive environment is going to eliminate all those things from the house. They'll probably even take away pain meds just because you ain't got, so you don't have to see pills. Say, sometimes you just got to thug a headache out. You do. You drink, do. Drink you some water, eat something, thug that headache out. Shit, there's brilliant herbal remedies out there. Shit, smoke you a blunt. Oh, my bad. You can't do that. <sighs> <laughs> That's counterproductive, right? Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate of, of medicinal marijuana for a purpose. And I do believe that some of these people. That gets sent off the rehab, marijuana probably at the back. Come on, man, marijuana or a crack pipe. Say, out of the bad things you could do, marijuana has to be one of those lower level things. I'm just saying. 
in my in my personal opinion, out of all the bad shit you can do, you can be addicted to Vicodin and muscle relaxers, and you can pop Zannies, and you can drink lean, and and do all this other stuff. Marijuana just grows from the ground. Marijuana is is not causing me any problems. They there used to be there used to be TV ads in the eighties and seventies that basically uh, it, it displayed the youth as marijuana gun toting thugs. It's like, come on, Mar- I know you remember Bone Thugs was up and up and coming. Mm-hmm. That's basically how they were, you know. That's how they were displayed to the to the public. Like they're just these these long haired, low eyed, red eyed, weed smoking thugs. It's like, bruh, these niggas just want some donuts. <laughs> they're just, just hungry. They just gonna come in your they're house hungry. and ask for some teddy grams. They, I ain't never met a nigga that has came at me high on marijuana trying to rob me or trying to suck me up for some marijuana. But these crackheads out there, these crackheads out here, bruh, they they go, they be gay for crack. They 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 do whatever. They be they fire take. fest for crack. My, Straight fire fest for it. So I'm just saying, man, like you can look There's different the, times types of addiction, it obviously, is, but you but know those harder drugs. Harmful. I don't know people out here sucking dick for marijuana. I don't. I don't unless unless he or she is just broke as fuck. But yeah, man, so the the ideal to me, an ideal parent is a parent that's is that's gonna realize like, okay. I'm not only trying to be better than my parents were, because some of us had good parents. I think my mom was great. I think my mom did the best that she could do with three boys. And I think that that's, we, I've already talked about this before. Um, coming from a place where a, a woman doesn't know how to be a man, I mean, all she can do is remember how her father raised her. If her father was there, and execute that, you know? But we all know that pretty much multiple forms of, of abuse is wrong. So I'm glad that the new st- I hope that the new style of parenting is less abusive because I honestly, when I look at society now, I think I see a lot of abused kids, a lot of abused kids that are now adults that are, you know, they're, they're putting that out into the world. That's why people are faking this positivity because they feel like that's the best remedy to, to uh, eliminate those negative thoughts that they had that stem from the fact that they had these fucked up childhoods. And I, I'm okay with that. You know, but I say all this to say your question to me was it's sad that there are people out there that want that type of love because I gave you an analogy earlier this week about, you know, pulling on the rope. Mm-hmm. They basically playing tug of rope with somebody and it's like people look at love like this battle. They look at love like this sport. It's a game. So my analogy basically went along the lines of saying, you know, I'm playing tug of rope with somebody and I know I'm about to lose. And as I'm losing, this rope that I'm holding on to is is basically ripping the skin off my palms and I don't want to let go. It's like, that is a painful situation to be in. And if I just let go, I give myself time to heal. Maybe I can get into a game I actually can win. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, maybe, or maybe I can just get into a, maybe I'm patient enough I can get into a situation to where I walk into it fully healed and I'm 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 being approached by somebody that's healed. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just accepting the fact that this current climate we live in doesn't it's it's probably not going to meet the needs that I want. 
And that's a hard pill for some people to swallow, man. It's very hard. It, it, it's, it's that I put so much time and I put so much effort into this situation. And now here I am being forced to let it go because it is physically, mentally, emotionally hurting me. I see it all the time, man. I see it all the time. It's sad. You know, and I hear stories about it. And I sit there like, damn, like, you know, why are you going through this? And it's simply because they have that mindset. They feel like, well, that's what love is. And it's not. Love is soft. Love if is it, comforting. If, if it wasn't for, for pain, you wouldn't know love. You can know love without pain. You really can. I think people I think people are 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 mixing up love and in, in, in relationships in general. I think relationships with other humans are it's it's hard. That's why people turn okay. to animals. Because <laughs> that, love, that love for your dog is unconditional. Bro, because they, they they it just look at it. The dynamic is it's simpler, it's easier. Unless that dog gets hungry. I imagine those dogs are annoying. Have you seen Gerald's Game yet on Netflix? Uh-uh. Based on the Stephen King novel? No, no. I, didn't get, I, 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 uh, I put it on my list. It's on my list. Oh, we talked about that, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Okay, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's on my list. Yeah. Has a dog in there somewhere? There's a dog in there. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's a simpler relationship. Human beings are complicated. Love is not. I stand on that. You can argue me down. I really, truly believe and pe- that. And people get confused a lot. It's like, you love this person, but then you might react on if you like them at the moment. Exactly. You, you, might, you might leave this person because you don't like them at the moment. You might hurt this person because you don't like them at the moment. That's the relationship dynamic of it. And that's a romantic relationship dynamic of it. What about your friendship relationships? Your friendly, your platonic relationships? Those are a lot simpler, huh? A lot simpler. <laughs> hey, you do what you want to do. I, I love you anyways. You love your friends? Yeah. You know, it, 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 that's if, what... If my friend is doing what's best for them, more power to you. I may not agree with it, but I love you and I support you. Now, it, when, it, when it's in a romantic relationship, if somebody's doing something you don't like, you try, you try to look at that love a little different. You do. Your, your support wavers a little bit. You do. You do. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, and also, as a parent, we love our kids. And when we talk about these friendships, and I, I think I even said it earlier in the week, I was like, you know, I think an important thing to do when you have friendship, a support system is very important. I feel like, I feel like in your support group, if you don't have some uh, non-conformist or quote-unquote no men, you know, opposite of yes men, if you don't have some of those in your corner, I think that that's fatal to your existence as well. You need some chiefs. You, you do. And I think, that show, I think that shows a lot of love. And coming from a parental perspective, I think that parents tend to, and, and, and the reason I'm saying this is because I, I, I feel like, I, I forgot to mention that 50, 57% of the people that voted felt that it was more of a parental thing as to why a lot of these kids, you know, start having suicidal thoughts because their peers and their parents are unsupportive. And I think it's important to emphasize, to have, to put a little emphasis on um, peers too, because you got, you can have some shitty peers out there. You can have peers that are haters that yep. you keep in your corner. Niggas is not, uh, niggas is not about supporting you in any way. But they still, they still hitting you up every day, trying to check on what you're doing. Because in reality, they're just trying to see how far ahead of, you, uh, how far ahead of you they are. They're in competition with you, you know. And that's that shit can drive you crazy when you're constantly trying to move forward. But then you got this this dude on the side of you that you know he's like he he's probably the one holding you back, you know. Like, like I, 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 like I said it the other week, like you know you got you're asking this dude for help, and at the same time he's bragging about helping you. And then it comes back to you. And now you're embarrassed. You feel shame 
because you can't live your life the way you want to live your life because shit, people know shit about you that you ain't even know they knew. You confided in somebody you thought you could trust, and they and, want the high cap. And that could that could drive some people mad, bro. That could drive. I mean, that's that's no different from old buddy that killed his wife and you know and and his uh and the wife's lover. Like he he thought he had somebody, and that's what love would drive you to do. Like you think that you got loving a loving support system. And you're all in, and then you turn you turn around and you shit you you seeing some shit to make you realize, man, I've been getting played the whole time. And we know how people feel about getting played. That's an L that's hard to hold. Because it all depends on how much time, how much of your heart that you invested in that situation. You know? Um I look at it like this. My question to you is bringing it back to parenting. Mm-hmm. When you're supporting somebody and you're doing all this stuff because you love them and you want to you want to see that person successful. Hypothetically speaking, where do you draw the line on when you have kids? Like, how far are you willing to go to help? I don't I don't know if there is a line, honestly. Hmm. I I've, you, think I've, about that long, though. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking about that long, and I'm and I'm and like we said with parenting and the examples, I'm looking at the examples that's that's been you know put before me even to this day. And I see that, you know, parents that are in their 70s helping children that are in their 50s that have drug problems. Yeah, yeah. Still to this day, like, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've witnessed that. I'm going I'm to I'm do it like this just because I, I don't want you to sound like uh, Becky. <laughs> I'm just saying. Coming from a parental perspective. Um, Becky was out there. She was, the she was out there doing whatever it took to make sure her daughter was successful. And I understand that. Um, it, it, it's it, that's how I look at it. <laughs> what was I'm the post saying. with Forrest Gump? Oh yeah, Forrest Gump. She throwing that ass to make sure he can get into this school. Got him in there. And I'm just speaking from a parental perspective. Don't get me wrong. Lori Laughlin and the uh, the other one that's irrelevant is is a uh, they're liars. This is my thing. From this is my advice to any parent out there. Whatever you do. Whether it's legal or illegal for your child, if you feel like you're taking a side door or cutting any corners, your kids need to be they, your kids need to know. Oh yeah, you need to keep, especially if they're adults. That's where Aunt Becky fucked up. Because if you were gonna do that for your daughter, your daughter, need, I'm not saying her daughter didn't know, but I I think that there's a certain there's a certain type of cockiness that I saw when I see them on camera and like I start you know doing my research. I'm like, damn, like they was on this bitch like they was like. You look at it like they were so disingenuous. Like, damn, like this shit didn't age well. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, there, 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 there's no remorse. But at the same time, you look at college admissions and how they, they systematically seg- segment people out and try their best to keep their numbers low, especially when you get into those Ivy Leagues. Oh yeah, where you know they make they make the hurdles damn near impossible, where they only want the best of the best in there. Which state? Which there were no Ivy Leagues that uh, they got it. People got into, if I'm not mistaken, there were a lot. There were a lot of kind of. I think one of the best schools on there probably was a uh, was probably Georgetown. The funny thing about this, the list that I saw, it was a lot of, <laughs> it was a lot of liberal schools like UT, USC, like. These schools are highly liberal schools, and it's I'm almost certain that they're gonna bring up when when the when the ties to the to the Democratic Party and the Clinton start getting too close, another scam is gonna pop up. That we already we already done buried Jesse Smollett under R. Kelly. Now you know Lori Laughlin and them are pretty much on the side of R. Kelly. What's gonna come next? Because so we got the shooter now. So we got the shooter now. Kind of to smudge it out. You see how it's working? 
I can't count the shooter because that wasn't American. But they, shit, the American media is going to make it all about themselves. Because well, that's what um, we yeah, do. This is true. This is true. That's what we do in America. It's all about us. It's, they don't care. They don't care about the fact that Muslims, uh, Muslim people, and, and uh, they don't care about the fact that Islamophobia is a worldwide thing. Islamophobia is a worldwide thing, just like being anti-black is a worldwide thing, just like white supremacy is a worldwide thing. Like this is not just constrained to the border walls of of the United States of America. Like this is the things that happen in America. The American media would choose to speak about what they want when they saw that they could. It's really the power of the internet that made it hard for people to be able to say, you know what, we're just going to sweep this under the rug. Because when it's a mass shooting, the other the, the left already knows, hey, we finna spin the fuck out of this shit in order in order to start pushing gun policy. We're gonna politicize this because that's all we know. As American people, as morally corrupt as we are in America, what, what else what else is there to expect? Mm-hmm. You know? So when I see Aunt Becky and them doing things like this, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, I actually talked about this on a podcast with Sean. And shit, uh, the, the homie Larry talked about it. Man, everything is politics, bro. Yeah. The struggles that we have in public schools here, I'm going through this now. Like, literally, I saw kids on the basketball team jump spots over my son just because other parents were, were members of the booster club. And we've all been through this. That's why I'm so shocked that people are like, man, you know, she's taking shortcuts. She's taking side doors. I'm like, that's the American way. That is the American, you know. No, 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 nobody goes the most direct route to get ahead. It's if they rare. can help it. If you can get around the most direct route, you will. We all look for shortcuts. Hell, we look for shortcuts in traffic. A round of applause to the little, the little colored black, the little colored boys, the little colored girls all around the globe that are getting 30 or 40 scholarships. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you. you. You're smart enough to do that. But the reality is, most of these kids, let's just be real here. Most cats that I knew coming out of high school barely had a 3.0. So all this taking the spots of so-and-so shit, man, you could pull the numbers. The numbers show it. Like, it's them spots be open. Because it's, <laughs> man, especially now. Boy, especially now. So-and-so, need, you, so-and-so need to go to a trade school anyways. My, I'm t- right so-and-so now, need to start at a, a JUCO anyways. That's why the push for free college is so is so so big these days a lot of people are turning their backs on college because the shit's so expensive these a lot of these younger kids are realizing shit if i'm gonna get a scholarship what i want to go eighty thousand dollars in debt for for a college degree that might not get me nowhere it's not gonna give me the job that i think it's gonna get me because i know because they hiring based off experience i got no experience i know for damn sure the, the only kids and i've seen it most, most, the most of the kids that are still trying to fight their way into college have boomer parents. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it ain't a lot of. It's not a lot of millennial parents or 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 parents under the age of 35 that's really pushing their kids to go to. That's pushing their kids to go to college, not on a scholarship. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of them already know, man. Like if you don't get no scholarship, if or if I don't got no no type of wealth stream that's set aside for you to get into college, you probably shit out of luck. You probably gonna have to go the community college route, like you just said. Go that JUCO trade school route. That's just the reality for a poor person in America. So when I hear them talk about, you know, um, uh, white privilege, I'm like, this really ain't white privilege 
Because when you think about it, it's really a class thing. If you have the opportunity to do the shortcuts that you have presented to you are the shortcuts that you may take advantage of. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk about let's talk about the nigga shortcuts. That, oh, okay, go let's ahead. Let's talk about income tax. That's what I was gonna go <laughs> like. Saying, like, like if you know your taxes well enough, you won't pay nothing ever. Or I'm talking about even carrying kids that ain't yours. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Meanwhile, we need to look up um, some LLC stuff. We need to get our shit popping. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, though, man, let, let's not act like all of us ain't have an opportunity to cheat on tests in college. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not talk about the uh, the generation of fake IDs to get to get liquor and shit. You know what I'm saying? Let's not, let's not talk about liposuction. <laughs> Steroids. <laughs> Steroids. Let's not talk about all the ways that Hair cheating. transplants, breast implants, butt lifts. That's cheating. You're taking a <laughs> shortcut. Like, I don't understand that. It, even LASIK eye surgery, hearing aids, like it gets all the way down to the bare minimum of anything that's altering your performance. You're bullying yourself right now. I'm not going to let you throw hearing aids and LASIK eye Say, say. I got, got this, the LASIK I got this LASIK and this LASIK was worth every yeah, penny. I mean, from a, from a health standpoint, it was a scary thing to do. Oh, yeah, you know, it was I, scary was, I was scared for you. But... Uh, <laughs> I can't look at that as a shortcut because you are definitely bettering yourself or making your lifestyle more comfortable. I made my lifestyle more comfortable. You know, but I'm just saying like, and I don't feel like it's a reach. I feel like, and I'm only saying this, and once again, she's a liar. She was very disingenuous on 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 uh the, on very, a lot of TV shows she was on. She was disingenuous on her uh daughter's YouTube. Um, and that's why in the beginning, my advice was to make sure that your, that your kids are involved. Like if my son goes to another school and I'm using another address, I'm not going to keep him oblivious to that. I'm going to be like, hey. So if we get caught up, we get yeah, caught like, up. Dog, I'm telling you, like they do it in AAU circuits. Like these kids, there are kids that are playing 16U basketball and they be 18 years old and they, they turn in fake birth certificates. They use somebody else's birth certificate. Like it's so many different ways that that cheating happens in this country just based off the fact that we live in a market that kind of encourages it. Like, everybody ain't got the type of wealth that the top 1% have in this country. Nope. You know, in a, in a lot of, you got to ask yourself. You got to ask yourself. You got that type of bread. What you even worry about college for? Nobody's asking that question. Who, why she, why does she want her daughter to go to college so bad? See, I, I was listening to um, Bomani Jones' podcast, and he was talking about how there's an amount of money to where you stop caring about anything. Like, Whereas, like, I don't need any more. I can never spend this much money in my lifetime. Therefore, I don't need excess of this amount. And if I get this amount, that's when I just start doing stuff that I like and stuff that I want to instead of stuff that I have to. Like he, like he was saying, if I had $10 million, I wouldn't do anything unless I wanted to. If I wanted to write, if I wanted to work, if I wanted to do stuff. Honestly, yeah. But if I had anything less than that number, I still have to do stuff that I don't necessarily want to because I'm not quote-unquote financially free gotcha gotcha i think um i think aunt becky and them definitely had their hearts in the right place just based off the fact that we just been talking about parenting and i do believe that when a person's being genuine and and i bring this up to say like uh, the the conversation about principles and, and keeping it real it's it's, a, it's an ongoing conversation and i really feel like it's dangerous to speak from the sideline hypothetically because a lot of us be talking about shit from a perspective that, bruh, we don't know. We probably never even going to experience it. A lot of us, 
are never going to see that type of money. No. In our lives. No. You can, so, you can play the lottery every day for the rest of your life and you're not going to see that kind of money. Yeah. And, and, and the reality is it just doesn't make it, it's it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And I think even I think people that you, when they utilize their social medias, uh, podcasters, anybody that's speaking to the general public, like you have a responsibility to be as genuine as possible when you when you step to the microphone, when you're writing your tweets, when you're when you're writing up your blogs and your vlogs, because this shit will come back and bite you in the ass. Like you gotta think about James Gunn when he was on some pedophilic shit, you know, ten years ago, lost his spot as a director on you know Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he got the job back, you know, he got rehired, but the reality is him being who he was. He basically had to drop out of the limelight, which he really didn't because he got the Suicide Squad job. I know he got the Suicide Squad job. He directed Suicide Squad and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. The next one? Yeah. Suicide Squad 2? Yeah, he's directed both of them. So basically, he came up. After those pedophile tweets, he came up. That's America. This is America. But the thing is, you disappear long enough. They'll forget. Like you say. They'll forget. Jesse will come. R. Kelly will come. You know, the Catholic Church always double bag, you know, and then you'll forget. You'll forget. That's what we do out here. Because it's so much it's so much shit. We're just we're so corrupt that it's hard to keep up with the shit. It's like, oh what's what to expect next week? Right, right. It's it's hard to remember. It's like, okay, I gotta remember to hold on that he did this, but you know, every week ten through ten new things are coming up. Ryan Lochte. Niggas ain't talking about Ryan Lochte no more. Down there tripping. Down there tripping, dog. Pretending to get robbed. Forgot all about that. AKA Jesse. <laughs> and, and, and let's just, let, let's let's keep it one hundred. I, I, I look at Jesse's situation as sort of a black privilege situation. It's I, I don't believe in black privilege, but there's something about that cat that makes me feel like, hey man, shit. Aunt Becky got caught up, and the daughter got caught up because they they didn't lost everything. They got a book deal on the table, but of course, when you live in a a morally corrupt place like America, those opportunities are gonna come. Oh yeah, you gotta think about it. Ted Bundy had panties being sent to him. That's what this is where we live. OJ wrote a book of I didn't do it, but if I would have, and they've been sold. Yeah, because that's where we live. But the reality is, I'm really shocked that if I'm not mistaken, Jesse was still able to come back to the set and still finish off some shit. But he's not gonna be in the finale or something. But like, he was still, like the last two. He was still able to go back like, to work, bro. Oh yeah. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, bro, if he wanted to, if he still needed to go act somewhere, they still let that man act. Oh, yeah. Because and, and neither one of them are, neither one of them are uh, indicted yet. Neither one have been found guilty yet, right? No, not But not if, if just being real, which one do you feel is already pretty much guilty by society right now? Oh, Jesse's already guilty. But I think I think Becky is too, though, bro. I think Becky, but, I think they done through, I think they done with Becky. They like, oh, but, but see, the thing is, there, there's a, there's a, a sense of righteousness to what Becky did. I was just trying to get kids in the school. Ain't nobody on Becky's side, bro. You got people on Jesse's side. Queen Latifah on her side, on his side. I'm just saying, there's a lot of black see, people out there that but, think this is a conspiracy. But, but like you said, that's black people privilege because what he did was he threw some blacker people under the bus. Not only that, not only that, he tried to exploit the black struggle to gain more notoriety. Bro, when that's white, he did say, what he is a white person gonna do? Fake a MAGA attack? I mean, I understand wearing a MAGA hat is like wearing a KKK hood nowadays, but has that happened? Has a has a white person went out there with a MAGA hat and faked an attack on himself? Said some black guys came to beat me up. No, nigga wouldn't dare, cause it wouldn't work. 
I just, I'm just saying, like, I'm not a believer in black players, but I'm kind of seeing some some things that make me say, man, you know, I think only a black person can do that. I think the fact that uh, Tracy Ellis Ross goes by Tracy Ellis Ross is funny when that ain't her name. Her name is Tracy Silverstein. And the fact that she, she goes by Tracy Ellis Ross, I think that she needs to she needs to remind people that Diana Ross is her, is her mom. That's a, that's a black thing. There's yep. power in that. Yep. It's a privilege in that. It, it, it doesn't happen all the time, but I'm just saying it, it makes you think. Like I said, Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, uh, <laughs> those are those ethnic names. Kind of seems like it didn't push them a little bit, you know. Just saying, it's it's a, it's some benefits to being a minority in this country. It, we don't like them, but if you use lot, if you utilize them like Jesse did, you might get somewhere if you don't get caught. If you don't, that nigga could have caused a, a total shift. In the, in, the, in the climate, if that shit would have worked, mm-hmm. they would have they would have ran on that man. Kamala and Cory Booker would have ran on that so hard. They would have had him at, at, at rallies and everything, just like they did with David Hogg after they're shooting uh, in uh, what Parkland. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, that's, that's that's what we do in America. Once again, this is a very morally corrupt place. People love to grandstand here like they wouldn't do the shit that a lot of these criminals do. The, the same shit that they out here protesting against or or they standing against, like. Ooh, you just you just got caught. Yeah. End of the day, you just got caught. Moral of the story, nobody's perfect. No. You know, and Never I personally, I don't give a shit about any of these people. I'm, I, 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 you know, thoughts and prayers to all of them. <laughs> but the reality is, man, these, these people not paying my bills, man. Nope. You know, like, but in the black community, they just happen to be the topic of conversation. I think we should be talking about other things, which we can get to those things. I think we should talk about the family dynamic in America. I put a poll up not too long ago when I asked, you know, hey, do you think in the next 20 to 30 years that the 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 carrying the mantle of family reunions is going to be something that is going to be carried on with our generation? And I want to say it was about about 40, 60, about 60, 60 percent of the people were like, no, I think I think once my once my mom and them gone, we done. That's what that's really what I'm thinking, because like right now it's my grandma. The next person in line that would do it would be my mom. After my mom, it's kind of like. Mm. Shout out to Ash and Chris. They said that they, you know, they, they. I know Chris is organizing his, and Ash did hers. I don't really. I'm not really sure if Ash really liked the turnout. Um, I think she did a good job based on the pictures I saw. Matter of fact, I remember the videos, and I didn't know that it was a family reunion. But long story short, you gotta think about that. Like, what direction is this is this community going in? From from just speaking, me growing up, bro. When I first came out from Chicago, when I first came out here. Like, I swear all my friends used to always go to family reunions. Like, you know, obviously, like, every four years or eight years, I was like, yeah, I'm going to family reunion. And I realized, I'm like, man, like, that shit is starting to die down more and more. And once again, I said, I'm not about to blame this on social media. No, you know it's why? not social media's fault. You know why? Because with social media, you can make a family, you can put a family reunion together even easier. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You've been putting this Facebook group. Man. <laughs> Won't you, what I need th- to bring. This is where it's going to be. This is what you need to contribute. Everybody tell me what time works best for you. Easier. And, 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 and this is my thing. This is, this is one of my source points. The reason I feel the way I do today about all the, all the topics today and how people present themselves on podcasts, vlogs, and social media is like, me personally, I wake up every day and I, 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 like when, I, you know, when I scan social media, I just be like, what y'all niggas lying about today? Because <laughs> all y'all niggas do is lie and judge people. And I really think that that's a problem when you're not perfect. We all have the, we all have the right to critique things, but it's like, come on now, like 
are you being real with yourself when you know for damn sure you're lying? I think I think there's a certain extent you can you can always say yeah I'm not cool with that or yeah that's cool but when you start you know trying to just hammer it home or trying to destroy somebody based off of off their views and opinions it's kind of like all right chill out because I know it's it's a simple it's a simple walk through your past to find some stuff that you're doing simple, that's more morally wrong simple even with the whole like I told you about the the Westbrook thing uh-huh. where the guy he he was like you know well I I just told him you know he should. I told ice him, your knee, bro. Ice your knees. And he was <laughs> like, what'd you say shit. to me? And well, ice your knees because you're, you're going to need it. What? That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't make, make sense. any sense. That nigga forgot he wasn't online anymore. Yeah. He forgot he tapped into the realm of reality. And when he said what he said, he was like, damn, I'm not on Twitter no more. You were sitting there yelling that he heard you. Yep. And then it's like, oh, there isn't millions of, 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 of internet course between us. Nah. Is me and the security and this guy. He's six foot five, yeah. two hundred twenty five pounds, and we'll probably be muscle, ass. yeah, muscle, yeah. And then you tell you tell you what? Well, you know, welcome to the NBA. No, no, no. Welcome. You to got checked. You got checked. You did. And, and she following you. Both of y'all about to get y'all ass whooped. Was his wife there? Yeah, because she repeated what he said. Oh wow. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. I kept asking myself, man, what type of what type of section was that? Because one the one thing that popped in my mind was he was in some pretty expensive seats. You're that close, them seats expensive. Yep. And they say he's a regular there. Probably a season ticket holder. So I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> he he had enough money to where they stopped he stopped all that. Because they ain't dig no deeper than his Twitter. Yeah. And they shut that they shut that down. That's hey, shut that down, you're banned for life. That's it. And he, and he probably was cool with that because he was like, trust me, y'all don't want to dig any Let's deeper. stop right here anyways. Yeah, this, is a good, no this is a good stop. He has to be somebody. He wasn't like the dude that was in the Knicks, in the Knicks facility when he told James Dolan to sell the team. Fool that. James like, Dolan was hot. That's, that's, that's rude. Yo, how, how is that rude? <laughs> Nigga, sell your team. You know what? Enjoy watching games from home. Damn. Everybody listening, I need y'all to understand something. I pray to God Zion Williamson doesn't go to the New York Knicks. I'm, I, I'm I pray he doesn't I go pray to Cleveland. To God he doesn't go there. I don't want him to go to Cleveland. As long as he don't go to the Knicks or Cleveland, matter of fact, because Cleveland don't deserve it. Cleveland, Cleveland don't know how to. <sighs> Cleveland don't deserve it. Cleveland got Odell and Kareem Hunt. Y'all got enough. They got Odell. They got Kareem Hunt. They have Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield and Miles Garrett and Jabril, and Jabril Peppers. No, they had to. They had to let Peppers go. That's how For they real? got. That's how they got Odell. Oh, we're here now. I think he went to New York. Yeah, I liked him. Yeah, he was everything. Yeah, dang. Hey, see, last year I was only hoping that the Browns won seven games because for some reason I like when all the teams are decent. Yeah, of course. So I was like, yeah, Browns, game, the yeah. Browns win seven games. You know, I consider that to be a successful season. And then they got, I think they won. Eight. I think they won seven and a tie. Oh, or, seven and a tie. Yeah, with, so with like, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was like, that's a solid Browns team. Yeah, yeah. You got better. Yeah, you 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 definitely got better on paper. And on I, don't, paper. I don't see how you, you might can, even be the best in your division. I don't see how you can take a step back from that. No, you know. I mean, going zero and sixteen, then winning seven games, eight games. I feel like eight nine is re- reasonable. You know, that's respectable. Yeah, and that's a that's possibly a playoff spot. And 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 that's coming from a Cowboys fan who's seen thirteen and three and three and thirteen and eight and eight multiple years. <laughs> Boy, medium okra at its best. Damn. Medium okra at its best. Damn. But nah, man. I, I, I forgot where I was. Damn, that Jabril Peppers kind of fucked me up. Yeah, I, 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 I see it hit you. Damn. But yeah, man. Family, bro. Family. 
I think that's something that, you know. Say, it, nobody wins when the family feuds. That's a Jay-Z song, right? Oh, yeah. I got to give my, I gotta give my, give my shit off. I think, I think as minorities in this country, if that's what we want to be called, uh, whatever you want to call us, PLCs, whatever, <laughs> I feel like bringing that foundation back together is very important. And I can tell that it's becoming weaker and weaker, and that's the real problem. I pose a question to everybody out there that's listening. When you obviously this is probably gonna be my, my black listeners. Matter of fact, just think about your your race. Think about your ethnicity. When you think about the black community, Jay, mm-hmm. I always tell people I think the black community has too many subgroups. And when I say that, I mean I break them down into different categories. Like how many different categories of black people do you run into in America? Like if I was to ask you that right now, could you throw it off the top of your head? For me. I would say I would say you got your your everyday black, and with your everyday black, I would have to say you know you know they either could be hood or they could be you know low so, low low socioeconomic status. That's your everyday black, mm-hmm. you know. Then I feel like you got your bourgeois black. Your bourgeois black is the one that probably graduated from college, has little, has probably some some college debt, has a, a good job, whether it's a government job or whether they're self made or not, whatever. But I feel like. Why do I feel targeted? <laughs> you're a bullshit nigga, bro. Okay, it is can, what it is, I man. I can see why you say that. You're a bullshit yeah. nigga, I man. I like that. you though. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel I feel like you have your your celebrity black your your celebrity black, but then on top of the celebrity black, I feel like you have your your wealthy black, which is a very small percentage. Yep. And then within those four, you have your foreign black. Is it, does that make sense to you? Your foreign black. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and and I, I guess you know, I I and my family, we could probably fall into that, or you could you could. I'm not bougie, so I'm good. I'm the hood nigga. Dog. I mean, you went to college. I do. I do have a degree. I do. I I do. I do. I can't. I can't. I'm just saying. I, I like. I I could. You know, I'm poking fun at myself too. But would that be accurate to say that we got about five subgroups in the black community? Yeah. And 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 if you're Hispanic, you're white, and you want to chime in and you know and throw what you peep in your group. Because I, I I know white people have their their trailer park trash white, and they'll have which would be your low socioeconomic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you probably have your bourgeois whites. Yeah. And then you have your celebrity white. Then you have your wealthy white. And then you could I don't I don't really think that you could say foreign white because. When you say when you there are people out here that get considered white, but when you look at the amount of hate crimes that Jewish people receive, which is the highest mm-hmm. in America, Jewish people receive the highest level of hate crimes against them. People find that to be, you know, striking and shocking, but it's the truth. Way more than way more than gays and and way more than blacks. I don't know if that was just something that just occurred because of um. Maybe somebody had a shooting somewhere, but anti-Semitism is what they say is the highest in America. You just fact-checked it? No. Oh, I thought I was like, damn, it's fucked up. You don't believe me? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm run with your ignorance. Just being a bougie nigga, bro. That's all. I'm run with your ignorance. That's all it is. Cool. But no, and you know, I, I just the reason I say that our subgroups are too many is because of that family thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are certain, there are certain. Subgroups that don't value family, and I would probably say maybe three out of five of those subgroups that don't truly value family, and that's what kills us. 
And I I would actually go into most other groups, other race, other communities, and say that family is a higher priority for a lot of them. That's just I'd looking agree. from the outside in. I agree. Because I feel like I feel like for sure Asians, family is a very very important thing. I feel like I feel like with whites too. I feel like I feel like with whites it's either wealth or family. And I feel like if you ain't got if you ain't got a, if you got a strong family dynamic that's been going down for years and years, the wealth is probably gonna be there. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard for us to establish any type of wealth because of the weak family dynamic that we have. All the, all the white people that that I I know. They have those strong family dynamics. They either have strong family dynamics or they just absolutely hate their parents. <laughs> There's kind of really no but the, no. But in I the guarantee middle. I guarantee you that that they still in that wheel somewhere. Oh yeah, and definitely. I be, I guarantee you that wheel is relevant. <laughs> just say they 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 it's a um it's a study going on. Bless you, sir. You ain't gotta cook. Well, you do, I don't want your fucking germs. But matter of fact, matter of fact, you got some, some disinfectant. This is my house. <laughs> And I got disinfectant spray like right there. Okay, I'm gonna spray some because I feel I feel like I'm gonna get sick before I leave here. Wow. No fucking with you. But now, there is a study going on about um, the pass down of money that's gonna go from. They say it's gonna be the biggest generational pass down of wealth. In, in, in from uh, I want to say I want to say it's the boomer generation to ours, and I find that to be amazing, just based off the fact that like, as harsh as it sounds, like. There are a lot of people out there that we know that aren't black that are going to benefit greatly by the passing of their pe- their parents. I'm yeah. just saying, you yeah. know, it's a scary thought. You know, like people say trust fund babies, but it's like we don't have a lot of that in our community. And that's why I think it's important that we start checking that. Like, you know, like we, we like even me as a father, like I got to make sure that when I go that it's it's something there for my son to fall back on just in case shit is not going well. At least it's not any bills. I, you know, at the very least. I heard somebody talk about, you know, passing down uh college college debt, like a uh, student loan debt. Like saying that, you know, if they die, is that gonna go to the estate? I'm like, that's scary to think that shit. Some of us are worth negative thirty thousand, <laughs> negative eighty thousand. That means you ain't worth a dollar. Nothing. That's crazy, bro. Insanity. And, and and we as a black community, we have to start thinking about that. We should. It shouldn't only be the bourgeois blacks thinking about that. Because I guarantee you, low class blacks, low class blacks that's carrying each other kids on the income taxes, and then Gucci and their kids out and buying J's, and then two months later <laughs> they broke. They is not worried about the estate. No, not they at all. They are not worried about building any type of family dynamic. They hoping little Ray Ray go to the league. Better. Rapper go to the league. <sighs> My nigga two chains. My nigga two chain. Titty boy. Two chains, no bracelets. Anyway, man. I, <sighs> what else you got, man? I think you put up another poll, man. I'm saving that poll. Are you saving that poll? I'm saving okay, that Okay, saving that stripper poll, huh? <laughs> I saw it, man. I saw it, man. I, I guess before we end, man, we could, we, could, we could make fun of Twitter, man, real quick. Man, I seen something on Twitter that made me laugh. I got to. I gotta get my woman hating on real quick. Nah, I'm playing. But nah, this this chick, man. She's serious. She posted some shit on her Twitter, boy. I just, boy, I started rolling. I'm you like, you you become one with this Twitter app. It's, it's just I just transferred over from Tumblr, man, because <sighs> Tumblr be on that fuck shit sometimes, and I don't got the energy. Uh, Tumblr got too much energy. They too young on Tumblr. Damn, I think I missed it. But the chick said, "It's crazy how we demonize women for breastfeeding in public." 
but we don't de demonize men for peeing in public. I said, Excuse me, say what? What? In the Twitter hell is she talking about? You pee in public, you liable to get a case. You gotta go to jail. <laughs> I was public like, indecency. What? Where where is you where are you at when you can't <laughs> breastfeed but they can pee in, if they can pee in public you can pull your titty out. <laughs> I mean if if he just whip his thing out and he peeing in public, I'm sure nobody got a problem with your titty being out. I saw that shit and I'm like, bruh, it's a different level of stupid out here. <laughs> My God. Just when you thought you had reached the bottom. My man, the hole gets deeper, I'm sure it does, bruh. It's some, I've seen some dumb shit on here. Man. That is beyond belief. I just don't know. Oh, man. There was one more thing I want to talk about, man. I know it has something to do with um, with animals, man. It was this one. It was a couple weeks ago. They dropped the. Uh, they dropped those coyotes off in Detroit, for because they were having a moose epidemic. It was too many mooses out there in northern Detroit, so for, they came from Canada and they mm -hmm. dropped coyotes down to, to to get rid of the the mooses. Have you ever seen a moose? The motherfuckers are scary. I have a, actually have a... Um, they're scary and they're very, very big. Fuck yeah, the motherfuckers. I didn't know big. they were that big. Them motherfuckers are huge. Uh, one of my customers that's... um That actually, I have a, a, a customer that's in Alaska. Like, he just wake up sometimes and he, he like... He sent it to, like, our group our group uh, mailbox at work. And he was like, yeah, I woke up and, you know, this moose was in my window. I said, nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. Uh-uh. No. Uh -uh. no. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, too no. Black. I'm too black for that. No. Uh-uh. He gotta go. He gotta go. <laughs> you just gotta roll up on it. Nah, I ain't see no boost in that window. I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back to sleep. I'm tripping. It's so much stuff that happens. When you go back to sleep and just get to the press reset, I, I fucks with that. Yeah, you ever just wake up, roll up, look at your phone and be like, nah, not dealing with that? Yeah. Not, nah. Roll right back nah. over. You know, Monday was National Nap Day. Wasn't now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nap day like March. Yeah. I think it was March 11th, right? Yeah, March 11th or yep. March 12th. National yeah. Nap Day. Monday was 11th. All these national days, I need a calendar. That's how I be knowing. I have a calendar at work, and I be looking at shit. I be laughing. I'm like, oh damn, mm -hmm. didn't know about that day. Yeah. But but yeah, man, I I was just kind of struck, you know, kind of caught off guard when I saw them dropping coyotes. Man, like y'all dropping coyotes off in Detroit to get rid of the mooses, and nobody's saying anything. It just it just baffles me the shit that actually makes the news. Like homegirl from Smallville. Allison Matt mm -hmm. with the pedo ring. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we talking about this college scam shit, like you said, came from a good place in, from your heart. This motherfucker, they actually have tweets of Allison Matt trying to recruit Emma Watson. She was trying to literally recruit Emma Watson to this group. Tell her, hey, I got this group called such and such. You should check it out. You might be interested. It's a damn set cult. What is y'all doing? And this is not getting any type of news coverage. Bro, they were making a new Scientology low-key. I don't know anymore, man. But thoughts and prayers, like you said, to New Zealand. Thoughts, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts, to, prayers, condolences. To anybody that needed. And, you know, I know a lot of this shit going to get swept under the rug soon. Like I said, I, I'm Becky and them. Two weeks from now, we're going to forget about it because we're going to be dealing with some other stupid-ass scandal. Yep. You know, uh, I don't 
don't know what the latest in the R. Kelly shit is, but you know, I, I know that it was. I know it recently came out. I don't know if this is recent, but I just discovered that they said he was abused by his uh his aunt or his sister for ten years. <sighs> you, you 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 the wrong color, R. Kelly. You don't get to play that card. It's too late for that card. It's too late for that card. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that, 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 was, that see, that's not even the big Joker. That's the little Joker. <laughs> You being a pedophile yourself is the big joker. It's trumping everything you got to play. You got a bad hand of spades, Kells. You got a bad hand. Man. Hey, why did why did Trump ground all the planes? The Boeing the Boeing planes? I keep getting because I just I just did my flight and I keep getting messages and they keep updating me on the seven forty sevens that got all grounded because uh I think there were two uh, there was a defect in them or something? Yeah, I think there were two crashes. Damn, if the I'm Ethiopian not, one? Yeah. I yeah. didn't know shit about the Ethiopian one. I, I, I heard it, but I didn't get any detail about it You heard it the crash? All. No, no, no. I heard oh. about it, but then I, like, I got no detail about it. Like, what happened? What was going on? Like, I seen on Yahoo's homepage, yeah, there was a couple of Americans on there. And I'm like, okay, what happened? I never got the whole, what happened? So, I don't know. Damn. So, I don't know. That's scary, man. Because I've seen some people talking about, see, this why I don't get on planes. I'm like, oh, Jesus Lord. Christ. I understand, man. You know, I people have a fear of flight. But I said fear of flights, fear of heights. Is it a fear of flights? Yeah, I thought it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's either or. I mean, you could be afraid of heights and can't go on the second floor of the mall. Damn, that's that's some tr- that's some fucking tragic. Yeah, some nice shit on the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you ain't never been to the second floor of Macy's, you haven't lived, Bruh. But man, I mean, I got some shit I gotta take care of. So, uh, what you got, bro? You got some words of advice, man? I got my own words of advice. Thank you so much. I think, uh, I think I wrote something that I liked on my blog. And uh, remember, you know, the blog pages, the Get Well Soon WordPress. And remember, if you're listening, five stars only. Ratings, five. reviews. Yeah, you know, we're on Spotify. I listen to it on Spotify every now and then. I like the way it looks. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's a nice clean it's look. Just, it's it's just, a new it's a new look that's than, all than it you're is. used to. That's all it is. And I make sure that I let the people who were questioning me about being on Spotify let them know that we are there now. Was that easy for them? Um, I guess they listen to a lot of stuff on Spotify as is. So that was like, oh, are y'all on Spotify? Y'all on Spotify? We're on Spotify now. I could I could I could get your Spotify. You could give me a password. No, you can't get my Spotify. You can get the free Spotify because I'm trying to get the Hulu, bro. You're that's, old, bro. Because that's the same Spotify <laughs> I have is the free Spotify. You paying for? Some, oh, I already have Spotify Premium. Fuck no. I thought I might say you you were using the Hulu. I, I, I it's I got, worth it, bro. I got a barter system. Gotcha. I I I sold my Netflix password for somebody's Hulu password. So, barter that. Do out. they? Do, so if you have Hulu, do you get Spotify Premium now? I don't think that I don't think it. But think so it, it's Spotify Premium, you get Hulu though. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know if it's backwards integrated like that. I don't know. That's live though. Yeah. I I gotta get Spotify the edge on that one. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely a plug. Like when wasn't the T-Mobile giving out um Netflix when you were true, signing up for true. that? You know. I ain't fucking with T-Mobile though. I can't do it. I'm not poor. No. <laughs> 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 nah, I, 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 we I, we fucks with T-Mobile. Yeah, yeah. You with Infinity now, though? I still fuck. With, I know people that work at T-Mobile. We do. We got listeners that work. Um, Steph, 
Uh, who used to work at T-Mobile? Don't work at T-Mobile no more. She's, she's useless. It doesn't matter. Damn. <laughs> you just own the billboards, but she don't fuck with them no more. She got, the, she got the check. Yeah, she got the check. She got okay. the check. Okay. This ain't... I don't know if the piano's playing right now yet, but let me tell you something. When do you want me to start it? I can start it right now. You start after this, I think that you're going to like this topic. After this? Yes. Okay, so this is a topic. This isn't words of advice. This is the last topic, but okay. it, it can stream into words of advice. It okay. really doesn't matter. I have one on a little Twitter rant. <laughs> You're said, fully bested now. I said, why do people put Russell Wilson in this lame slash cornball category? He's always been a successful athlete, and it seems like he had a healthy upbringing. I said, I mean, I get it. In a community where healthy just started being a thing in 2017, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I honestly feel Russ is just proof that we hold a special place in our heart for poison, and we're in denial about it. What do you think about that? I mean, I mean, it's it's never been been cool to be quote unquote to have your shit together. Yeah, it's never been cool. And and since he's you know no drug addiction, I mean, the only person who's who's been cool about having and and had their shit together has been LeBron. And then it's coming out that um. According to according to some old push T lyrics, LeBron was knocking down yes jewels. Did you hear about that? Damn, I ain't hear about that. All right, then we'll just keep on moving. But anyways, like but speaking about Pusha T, has he been exposed yet? No. Man, that's what happened when you keep it one hundred. This is very true. This is very true. You, you put it all out there yourself. He spoke on some shit that he knew he could speak on because you knew it probably wasn't going to be shit that you that you could put on him. He did the Eminem before Eminem did the Eminem. There you go. Yeah. Damn, yes jewels. That's crazy. Yeah. She a real one for shutting the fuck up. I don't know a lot of people that can do that. With a star that big. Yeah. It's all allegedly, though. Because, I mean, Jay-Z, Jay-Z's little Becky, she couldn't even do it. Because I still, to this day, don't understand how he got caught up. Got the paws put on him. I mean, Hove deserved that ass with He did. He did. He did. I'm, I'm, so, so, I mean... I guess you said what you had to say. And I guess my words, why I say my words of advice trickles into this is, you know, I, I kind of feel like my advice is, hey, y'all need to grow up. Like, we're talking about family here. We're talking about parenting. We're talking about wanting better for our kids. We're talking about the future. If you know that you're with somebody that doesn't make that look like a a reasonable... If you're looking at somebody and the person you're fucking with, the person you're dating... Doesn't you don't feel that you're gonna have that future with them? Leave them the fuck alone. Stop trying to stop trying to fuck with these futures. Try trying to turn these futures into Russell Wilson. They don't want to be. They don't want to be. Future when they got that, they'll be future when you leave. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. We we grown, bro. We grown. A lot, man. A lot of us are gonna be who we are. Get you that guy, like we talked about before. Get you that regular, regular guy. And and if that's what you want, but if you want. This goes for men and women. If you want to be a thot and a whore for the rest of your life, go right ahead. It ain't even about being a, a thot and a whore. You want somebody with that status, the good things come with the bad things. I only say thought and a whore, thought and a whore because I really feel like single people get demonized for being single. Single. I mean, it's, it's just what it is. You stay single long enough, people just look, look at you like you're a hoe. Okay. You know, it's fine. I'm just saying, I just hope that those single people realize that you're taking a better you're taking a better direction in life rather than wasting people's time. I'm all for that. Put the poison down. Well said, sir. Let let go of that rope. Well said, sir. That's my name. Anyways, uh <laughs>
my words of advice is pretty simple. Um, be teachable. You're not always right. I like that. That's it. That's it. That's it. Shh. That's it. Oh, simple, man. You sometimes sometimes you don't need to need to clog it up with a lot of muddle. Just be concise. Damn. Be teachable. You're not always right. Yeah. It, it, it is that simple. But um, my recommendation for Netflix is um. Damn, I just drew a blank. You just I, watched I, it. I had six balloons. Yeah, six balloons, and I have Frontier. Triple Frontier. Triple Frontier. Yeah, Triple okay. Frontier. Yeah. And um, if you want to go watch Captain Marvel, go ahead. I don't think it's necessary. If you can Google the post-credit scenes, probably. It, it Captain Marvel's a solid movie. It's a, yeah, it's but, solid uh, movie. Remember, people, Infinity Infinity War. The end is coming. A- April twenty sixth. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> that nigga gonna die. That nigga go die. Two of them. I think two of them go die. Dog. I think they're all gonna die. They should. You. I think you save some Black Widow. I think you save Hawkeye, Ronan, whoever he decides to be. Yeah. But you know, um, you know Hulk ain't gonna die. He's not gonna might die. Might get washed again. But he might. He might disappear forever. But he ain't gonna die. He need to. After that ass whooping. Tony's out of there. Cap is out of there. I mean, you can't have two captains running around. Jeff Kevin Feige said that. The new trailer was the first 15 minutes of the movie. That's all. They said the new trailer is only based off the first 15 minutes of the movie. So in my head, I'm Isn't like. Isn't this one shooting for like three hours? Yeah, but I'm like, they got Tony back that quick? Yeah, y'all move fast for 15 minutes. That's what I'm saying. So a lot of people are speculating that somebody's only imagining that, that that's not really, really happening. Like, it's just. Anyways, you know how the nerds get. It was fun, man. It was fun. We got a guest next week? Possibly? Possibly. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Well, with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary? (laughs) 